Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 164. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. He's moving the conversation to a, a less public place. He has a particular destination in mind. Swipe the destination. Yes, it has a sign hanging out the front of it that is a glass. It is the parting glass. Well, that worked out. (laughs) Yeah, it did. You enter behind him. This is a bar and tavern and eatery. The tables are sufficiently apart from each other. So the furniture is not packed wall to wall here. Um, Nor is it like long tables with benches where like tons of people would be together. Rather, the tables are separated from each other, and there are even, like, curtains hanging in a variety of places with no light coming in, so suggesting that there is, like, kind of booth sort of areas for private conversations. Mm -hmm. This is just the place everybody goes when they have shady dealings. I think so. There is a barkeep at the counter. He is human, like everybody else you have seen. (laughs) He has very similar coloring to Trick in terms of skin and hair color. He is holding a, a glass in the crook of his left arm and uh, has in his right hand a, a cloth that he's cleaning the glass out with. His, uh, his left arm has a leather arm guard on it and does not end in a hand. What does it end in? <laughs> it ends in nothing. Like There's an arm just, guard just and there a... is no hand. Okay. Um, so he's cleaning out the glass. And he, he looks up. Cersei's enters first. This person looks up and says, Ah, Cersei's. A little early today. <laughs> Not expecting you today, uh, Stu? And Cersei says, uh, No, yeah. we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cersei says, Make it three and um, give me some of the Mountain Tay. That's definitely a coded message for he's going to poison us. When you taste the Mountain Tay, you may think you're being poisoned. <laughs> There is a couple tables here who have people at them, but he takes you over to a, a table in the corner, not through one of the... Right, right. Level one seclusion. Yeah, away from the other tables. Well, when we go talk to Ulrich, we'll be in the level two seclusion or better. So he, he sits down at the table there, gestures for you two to make yourselves comfortable. Shortly thereafter, Ulrich comes over, tray balanced on his left arm, and puts down three... Red bowls of stew and a, a bottle and three empty glasses. And then just, just tell Cersei's, you let me know if you need anything else. And then to, to you two, and says the thing goes for you two as well. The bar has a lot oh, thank you. behind the counter. There's lots of bottles of different types and stuff. There is also, um, are you familiar with the Nepalese prayer flags? The types of, of banners oh. that you would see like on the Himalayas? A whole bunch of different colors of little flags hanging down. Yeah, I think I could picture so, it. They're often seen in bars, too. 
Well, there's something like that. Behind the bar, there is, is a, a rope with various different little pennant ribbon flaggy type things hanging from it. Not a blue and gold one. But, um, well, we'll see how nice this place But there's is. a variety of, of things hanging there, including a red triangle. Yeah. Is there, like, the dwarvish theta green? There is a green rectangle hanging there. Interesting. As well as other shapes and colors of things that you've not yet encountered. I have no heraldry. Uh, I have no idea. I mean, we have lore. This geography. Is, this is geography This problem. is definitely a geography problem. If you want to make a geography rule... No, I'm curious about the drink. <laughs> okay, you uh, take a drink? I mean, no, Hoppa actually asks about it. I'm... Are you going to ask Cersei's or are you going to ask the bartender before he moves away? Oh, Cersei, since he's the one that ordered it. Presumably that was what he was talking about. I don't think about being kind of hosty. I'll pour them. Ah, okay. And I'll ask him about this drink. Is this your favorite drink? Is there something special? She gets distracted by, you know... I have not heard of this. <laughs> you you poured some for him and he like downs it in like a single thing and he's like definitely not my favorite. But uh we'll see how it compares to that dwarvish piss. I mean, I drank the beer. But <laughs> jokes and she takes Oof. it back. How does that go? Uh resilience checks, one purple. That's failure with an advantage. I somehow just succeeded. Okay. If you fail, you're at a black dye yeah, that's fair. as it hits you. Hepa apparently like processes this better than Trick does. I ate a snack on the way, so it doesn't hit me as hard. But Trick, you had an advantage. Yep. You have tasted this before. I've tasted this before? Recently? Yep. Within the last month. Did gum rigor have any? Or is this the garbage that Ketchin bought? Nope. No, that was Dwarven. Yeah, but I thought... This Wait a minute, is this the... Garbage that Marvin and what's-his-face? <laughs> this tastes very much like what Marvin and Connie were brewing. I look at, like, the, the progeny of this. <laughs> you know, there's not a label on the bottle. Like, is there a date with... on the bottle? No. You can ask if it's made with potatoes. No, I'm concerned I just drank some bad water. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, oh, it was bad for their still. The quantity of water involved okay. in making of their drink Amounts to what they wash the potatoes with. Yeah. Is not a level of concern. Okay, okay. I mean, if it tastes a little metallic, that might be why. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the taste doesn't improve from the source. I'll tell you that much. It leaves it like a sting. So, the answer to your question is, no, this is not his favorite, but it's a, a good stiff drink to brace yourself. Oh. Yeah, those guys gotta get better potatoes. And he says, you know the brewers? Yeah, decent fellows. I mean, they shot me, but they're decent fellows. He's like, that sounds like them. <laughs> He's like, well, if you entered my uh, establishment slightly differently, I might have shot you too. Yeah, like, and you're, you seem like a decent fellow, so you know, I don't, I wouldn't hold it against you. No, they were worried about uh, the voice gets low, taxes. He's just kind of like, aren't we all? <laughs> well, perhaps you two aren't. We are a little bit now. <laughs> we just pay our taxes in a different way. <laughs> So you want to know about the last battle? Is that what yeah, you're after here? You think maybe he's back? That. You think maybe he wasn't defeated? I mean, he turned into this plume of black smoke and rose up into the sky, and then it's great details. Right? It's like like a hand climbed for the clouds, and then it dissipated, and 
All his forces on the field collapsed. Collapsed, but didn't turn to dust, did they? I... I... I'm not saying it's it's him and he's back, but... Look, he hit a lot of necromancer cronies. They told us... They told us it was done. You're telling me something different. I don't know for sure. I'm too old to go back to war. I'm not asking anyone to go to war. Rather, rather the opposite, I hope. But trying to get a better understanding of what's out there. I'm no... I'm no expert on those things. I mean, I I learned how to shot horses to to keep Oleg's men on the field and... Well, I'm just going to make a charm check. And how many skeletons were felled by a, a horseman's lance? How many zombies were held back by a cavalry charge? He's saying, like, well, I just shot horses. Right, right. And you're trying to make him feel this is more important. Make him understand that, like, no, that's that's how you win a war. Okay. Uh, but I'm a half-elf, so being drunk isn't a big deal. <laughs> I'm basically drunk all the time. <laughs> Success with one advantage. Um, Lest he get down on himself and claim that he has no useful information to impart. Do you want me to provide you some useful information with that advantage? Yeah, if he knew, like, another place where they fought that is currently uninhabited, that would be a good place for us to root around it. Or where he turned into smoke. Yeah, that'd probably be good too. Because I'm curious if he left like his clothes stayed behind. The final battle was a siege of Weldon, the capital of Westmount. Okay. Little ways away. A very populated area. Oh, so you're looking to see where if his forces collapsed, where they might have still had forces. That's a good point too. Like commanders or whatever nearby that might have. So Westmount itself was torn asunder. By the war, there was battles fought all over the place. They crossed the Great River to the north. They fought things up there. <laughs> Every great story has a crossing of the Great River. You know, they, they tried to end it early. They did go as far east as Mount Ravenel's secret lair. This is news to Shrekki, the secret lair? Of course he had a secret lair. But they weren't a strong enough force to deal with that. And so they had to turn back, and then, well, then they skirted the top of your forest again. And so, I mean, if you're looking for uninhabited places that might have stuff, I certainly hope his old stronghold is uninhabited, but there could be goblins out there. There could be any sort of swampy denizens. That's way far to the east, beyond the Esmark Hills, though. Right. And soon to be bad water. You know, that's just one failed geography check on a trip home. That's true. That's true. Just overshoot. I mean, after the war and stuff, like they, Owick's men continued to ride the land and restore order and mm. and help Wisnathians restore their confidence in their leadership. And when he when he says these things, he's kind of still has an otherness about him. That like, like Wisnathian is sort of someone else. Yeah, like even after all these years, he's still referring to Wisnath as them rather than like when he talks about the army, he'll use like us type words. But when he talks about Wesnoth, he's still using other terms. And Trick might not be leaning something right. He might ask a little bit more about that. For Hissenheim was founded. You weren't from Wesnoth. Where were you from? So he says that him and and probably probably about three quarters of the people in Hissenheim were from the dunes. And due to a great storm springing up, they got cut off and were not able to to return to their proper settlements, that the sands shifted too much, and they ended up in the hills, 
where they encountered others who were trying to find a way home or just trying to find a way to make a home. And so their their group of wanderers grew at that point to include more than, than just the original Dune folk. And they thought they found a good place and they settled and they were starting to, to build uh, farms and stuff when, when you all took issue with that and things were seeming to be working out, but... You know, it could be hard to tell where the edge of the forest is. But then, then the undead started, and then it wasn't just the it elements. It came kind of a moot point of that. Yeah, it wasn't just the elements that were an issue anymore. So, and, and he's kind of like, he like gestures around him like, this is a good place to settle down as any, I suppose, in the long run. Seems like you're doing reasonably well for yourself. I have a business. It's sufficiently profitable, and I've been able to stop making so many weapons and focus more on the useful materials. I have two other questions that are totally unrelated to each other. Are you going to try to segue, or are you just dumping out questions here? I think just happen. Yeah, just happen. <laughs> you mentioned you don't have to make many more many weapons anymore. I know the dwarves of Undunbane, under the Esmark Hills, they have a great fortress there. They've been making many more weapons recently. Well, if I'm dead or around, people have got to be prepared. Weapons for sale. Everybody's got to have a business, right? I'm trying to find a streetwise way to say weapons for sale here. Okay, I think that is a streetwise check if you don't want to just come right out. Yeah, I feel like this is average, and I'm drunk, but being an adult doesn't help me now. <laughs> I was going to say, is there any way I can help you, but I don't have any ranks in streetwise? Well, you could help if you wanted to try to, but Hepa doesn't really strike me as a very streetwisey person. No, she's not. She has no rank in it, and she's usually kind of up front with because she wants to find out stuff right. so she i do think she has a little bit of an innocence but i don't know what i could do to help streetwise per se one success yeah so i indicate like someone is sh- shipping not shipping is not the right word smuggling large quantities yeah smuggling large more than you would need for this into yeah yeah more than would be needed for general civilian purpose I don't know if you, as a blacksmith, has anyone approached you about forging more weapons recently? No, decidedly not. Interesting. But you're you're suggesting somebody's bringing weapons in. Yes. Do you know why they're bringing weapons in? If this isn't related to the undead, then what what business is it of yours? I forgot we have information that could get us an in to talk to the Earl. Too. I think. I don't know. I don't remember enough of the politics, but I think it's the opposite sides, but... We might want to move to a booth. The curtain. He signals to the barkeep, and then he gets up, and he walks over to the bar to talk to the barkeep. They need to kill these two elves. They know too much. <laughs> you need a perception check if you wish to know what they say to each other. Do I want to know what they say, or do I want to know... Do a medicine check on the barkeep. There's time for that later. Perception <laughs> You want average? I think it's actually hard. Oh, do you want to try to work together? That's a good idea. I have three cunning. I have a rank. Okay, so you can upgrade on her rank. Yeah. You work together with your pointy ears. I just turn mine a little bit. Yep, one success. With our ears combined. So, Cersei goes up to the bar and says, um, we're going to be needing to move our stuff over into the booth. Like, don't worry, I'll take care of moving the bowls and stuff, but you might want to bring us another drink or two to, like, 
be in a position to listen in. Well, we know he won't judge. That's true. <laughs> we don't know that's all. And he says, like, that's true. I don't know what they're getting at, but some of your friends might be involved. And the barkeep says to him, the one who comes in here is a friend. I don't, I don't pick sides. And Cersei's is just like, okay, you should be aware of what's going on. I don't know what they want. And it's we hate it, don't you? We really just want to know if you know his mother. I mean, I also want to follow up this other thing. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're looking for artifacts and want to know about his mother. <laughs> yeah, and and the barkeep says like, if you don't feel safe with them, leave, and I'll I'll deal with it. He doesn't no. say it that way, but he does we're friends, say friends because we came in. He does say, and he doesn't say I'll cover for you, but he he does say, then leave, and I'll handle it. Like, I'll handle your departure. Yeah. And Cersei says, no, I... Essentially, he's like, I know I know these types. Like, I, I, gotta, I gotta hear this out. <laughs> oh, he thinks we're looking for money or whatever. And, and Ulrich snaps at him at that point and says, hey, none of that talk here. There's no types around here. And Cersei's just kind of, like, nods and then... The non-judgmental bar. The safe space. Cersei nods, and he starts to turn away, and then he turns back to the barkeep, and he says, I appreciate what you're doing here, but don't forget where you came from, too. And he, like, comes back over, and you guys are tilt out your ears, not with... <laughs> Just adjusting my cap. I don't have a cap. And oh, what's in your stew? <laughs> what's he, some kind of rat? I don't know. Uh, so Cersei comes back to your table and says, oh, oh, he says, like, this one is free. Perfect. And he, like, gathers up the bowls and the... Move over there. You go through some curtains and light a couple candle things. Yeah. So that you have illumination since you are now in a darkened area. Uh, this may or may not surprise you, but have you curious where Trick's going with this? I have something like a plan. <laughs> it does tie into the other question. And Hep is very curious. <laughs> so we'll, we'll hopefully get there tonight. Yes, so I mentioned that someone is smuggling weapons in for sale. Do you know someone by the name of Merivir? Perhaps she's disgruntled or disagrees with local authority. His eyebrows shoot up, and he says... Seems like a yes. He says, I only know of one Merivir. <laughs> we're just so funny. Merivere. He's like, I know these types. You don't. We're just insanely <laughs> curious and nosy. i got to play it real cool. It's clearly, I know nothing about Merivir. Just to, like, and... How does that go for you? Phenomenally well. Okay. Three successes. And, and you're like, yes, exactly. Uh, so you succeed your cool check, so he's like, surely you're not suggesting Owick's daughter. Wait, was Owick the horse lord? Well, yes. Just saying, that's what I heard and read. Like, because there was a ledger. The dwarves did indeed keep records. Yes. <laughs> and, like, in a trickly measure, like, dwarves keep very meticulous records. The warriors are top notch. Then they're blacksmiths, very high status, and then they're accountants. Pepper nods. Yeah. <laughs> they are nearly slaves to their own inventories. The dwarves make not for war themselves. They make for profit. Are you suggesting that Merivir is equipping an army? Well, someone by that name, as you indicated, there is only one person by that name, which we all know. <laughs> that might have that much money. Is Purchasing a large number of high-quality weapons to be 
discreetly brought into South Tower. Oh, wait, that's where we are. Synapses fire in Hepa's brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because before we were in the place where we were worried that it was going to be... I don't know if she's like, says... Trick's not sure if she's pointing this out, like, sarcastically or to make an extra point. Or... No, no, Hepa just realized. She's like, damn it, how do we end up in these places? Place that was going to fall down. No, Hepa doesn't say anything else. She just says that. I don't know what someone would intend to do with such a thing, but I think you would agree that would be unusual, would it not? And he returns to the to the question of... See, like, what do you want? Well, it's kind of like, why are you guys poking outside your forest over this matter? You know what? That's a very fair question. The long answer is that the dwarves doing all this extra mining was ruining our water, which was ruining our forest. So, economically... <laughs> They have nowhere to sell, they'll be mine less, and our water quality will improve significantly. Like, Trick will say, like... Do you we want have... him to, like, make a roll? Uh, sure, he can make a roll. That sounds like I mean, a... Sounds like it's not coordinated. Is it negotiation it's... of, like, what do you, what do you yeah. want out of this? Yeah, because that's what he he wants to know. Yeah, I kind of want to What do we want from this? He's got a threat and failure here. So don't feel like you have to tell him anything, but... Yeah, I will tell him that, like... Relations between elves and dwarves are always tense at the best. I've known many good dwarves, and I hope some of those dwarves have known some good elves. But just this latest dispute is not one of arms, but one of water. It doesn't make it any less important to us, particularly in the forest. And if this is an army to... Suppose it's the craziest thing it could be. It's an army to depose Wedry. Suppose that. Wedry has, you know, been pretty reasonable. Hasn't been incurred upon the forest or anything. We know Wedry. We know what we're getting with that. You change the leadership, who knows what's going to happen. So that's just a risk that needn't be taken. Yeah, and he's just like, why are you bringing this to me? We heard you were a trustworthy person, and I suspected, given your army service, very loyal. I really feel like you need to make a deception check. Sure, yeah, that sounds fair. Because that sounds fair. you were not sitting here by a council. Yeah. You're, like, playing on some huge political stage that you've got no business being on. Well, that's exactly what Trick does. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I'm just like, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, but I have a knack for this. For deception? Yes, I do. One success, one advantage. You're a good first point of contact. I'm not asking you to deal with this. What I'm asking is, do you still keep in touch with Maeve, the captain of the guard. Then it all becomes clear to have like, this is such a big plan. He says that he's the only one she trusts to Tashad Zamaba. Tashad Zamaba. So she's got a horse. Hopefully. Zamaba. Zamaba. I mean, not that the, you're going to remember a horse's name. But. I wrote it down. I need like a big web, a conspiracy web at this point. So, I'm all for that. You know, I like <laughs> I like story webs. And it all comes down to the horses. By Master. Wait Edward. a minute. Maeve is a horse lord? <laughs> Wait, my mother is a ho- I am half elf and half horse? This whole time. Okay. I think we can agree she'd be someone who could be appropriate to bring this up to. She's really busy the next few days, though. Well, let me ask you this. If you had potentially equipped an entire army... When would you strike? <laughs> you want to make like a coercion check here? No, no, no. I'm not like I'm raising this. I just want to like raise the stakes. 
I, it's almost like a burst check. I want to make it he feel anxious about this. I'm just thinking about all the people we forget all the time. Because I already freaked up Fenwin. She's, like, running off. <laughs> and one of the candles goes out. All right, you, you wish to use burst to create a feeling of what? Like, we need, to act, we need to take action. Urgency here? Yeah, of urgency. I think if we're going to do this, the change in emotional state type thing, this is two purples. Okay. Wow, what was the second thing you wanted to know? <laughs> this, is a, this is essentially a curse. Yeah, I agree. Uh, no, this was this basically was. I found a way to connect my two things. So. Oh, okay. I was like, wow. <laughs> what was the second thing we did? Oh, where's the bathroom in here? <laughs> yeah. One success and one advantage. Okay. You create a feeling of urgency in him, and he... When the iron is hot, you have to strike. I, I'm familiar with forging metaphors, having been through a dwarven for, dwarvish forge. Yeah, so he's kind of like, now he's like trying to think like how he can get a message to her. Look, she's very busy. You shot her horse. What about some fresh new shoes to show off at the... That's not how shoes work. But these will be the best. <laughs> you put some like, heels on You them. don't wear like, brand new shoes right when you're about to go do something important. No, you wear brand new shoes when you go do something that look important. And see, he says, so you don't, you don't know Maeve at all, then. If I knew Maeve... I wouldn't be talking to you. Would I be talking <laughs> to you? <laughs> yeah, he, he's just like, when, when has looking right ever like mattered to Maeve? doesn't matter to Maeve, but it probably matters to the people around her. And high as her station is, because it is so high, it becomes a practical matter. All right. It doesn't have to be a good reason just a reason he says he will he will do the best he can to gain access to her he's not sure he will be able to get at her today can we get an audience with her so that you don't have to he has to make contact with her in order to facilitate that okay okay as long as that's i don't want him to just tell her about it no no he will set something up for you but he is not sure he can achieve that today that's understandable because it's already mid-afternoon but it's clear that he understands the urgency and he feels it yes where can he find you? We are staying at... You know what? We'll just stay here. This is a nice place. We know where it is. All right. We don't know how to get out of here. You can find us here when the sun goes down. All right. He agrees. Gets up. You guys want to make vigilance checks? Yeah, sure. You can have a blue die. You can do a combined check if you wish. Okay. I'm still a little buzzed, so I should just give you a blue die. Okay. I don't have a rank in this. Neither do I. I could, because it's a We are skin. the most clueless elves. Well, I never thought I was really going to be a scout. <laughs> so, Blue Day, what would you say the difficulty is? Two purples and a red. One threat. Uh, you can take a strain if you want. Yeah, I'll just take Particularly it. since it's HEPA. There's a lot that just went on here that you didn't exactly follow. Well, it seems, like very, come together, it seems very elaborate way to meet your mother. But I think I know that, that you think Maeve is your mother, right? Yes. Or that she is your mother. Right? I mean, that yeah, that's what the that's what my dad said. And yeah. then the farmer said, oh, the Maeve is the captain of the guard. Seems very convoluted. But I don't know what the strain is. Maybe the strain is I'm just a little concerned that maybe we have gone a little too far for what we're trying to do. over our heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, did you need to fabricate a full-scale rebellion to... Uh... I mean, Trick believes there's potentially a rebellion. <laughs> right, but that they're, like, at the gates, ready to attack? Look, it's the perfect time to strike. <laughs> the defenses are down. They're letting just anybody in. 
is busy. There's a lot of people. She's got to be in town anyway because Sir Owick is coming in. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like meddling in human affairs a little bit, but he's half human, so maybe he feels... So more, I'm allowed to meddle in human affairs. Maybe he feels a little bit more loyalty. I don't and, know. And he only has to be half right. That's right. <laughs> That's why I'm allowed to lie. I only have to be half right. Uh, we can recover some strength. Yes, end of encounter with Blacksmith. This might be a lot of experience. Yeah, I think it's like Hepa and Trick are just hanging out afterwards. And... I'm going to second win, but instead, like with the experience, I feel a little bit relief that we found one of the places we're looking for. <laughs> and also that it does seem like the bartender does kind of have, you know, I don't know if we're exactly safe here. I worried a little bit when we we're entering the town, <laughs> let alone... That what's going on, but that is true. I do feel like there's at least something we got a recommendation with Alric. Yeah, can arrange the barkeep. Uh, we get a room for tonight. Probably a couple days, actually. After the blacksmith leaves, you go up to the barkeep to arrange for a room. Yeah. He asks if you want a private room or if you want the common common space. And whether you'll be including meals with your lodging. Really, just including everything is simpler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's let's get a private room and meals. I will How much is it? Pay him it is, it coins. It is a, a coin a day. Coin okay. a day. How much was the dinner? We should or the lunch? We should definitely it pay for. Does not require accounting purposes. Okay. We'll stay here through the end of the festival, at least. The festival just one day? No, the festival is several days. However things shake out, I feel like we're going to stay here through the festival. Okay. He asks you what your opinion of the mountain tay was. Uh, not, not so great. I, I know the brewers, though. They're, they're good guys. I think their ingredients need some work. He assures you that there's many other beverages to choose from here, including beers, wines, ales, and other fermented... And spirits. Beverages. <laughs> Uh, so if that's not to your liking, you can certainly have something else with your other meals. Yeah, I'm glad I tried it. I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of experience with different human drinks. I mean, you've tried. Okay, I guess you only tried one human drink. And the, it and was then this it, one. And then there's Roy's drinks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he smiles friendly at you and asks if you would like some additional experience. Yes, I would very much. <laughs> All he knows how to push Shabba's buttons. It's the only, yeah, the, um, the only thing that separates us from knowledge. He pulls another bottle off the shelf behind him, sets it down on the counter, and uh, looks a question at you, Trick. I think I, I should probably hold off for a while. Pulls out two glasses, uh, two small shot glasses anyway, but sets one down in front of Hapa and one down in front of himself. And then he pours two small drinks. He uh, raises his and uh, clinks it to your glass. And he, uh, the, is this an Elvish custom at all? Elves do toasts and stuff okay, like that. Okay. Like, I mean, you can gather, like, this is some sort of ritual-ish thing. Okay. He clicks his little little glass to yours, uh, and he says, uh, two friendships. And he takes... Is there some sort of an elven toast thing you can say? Like, cheers? That's yeah, equivalent cheers? something. Well, then I will say that. Whatever, whatever you want that something to be. As we're sharing culture. May the so. breeze blow your way. You take a drink, and uh, you can make a resilience check if you want. No purples. <laughs> I totally want to know if this is how all drinks are drank. Uh, success and advantage? Okay. This must be a kind of a nice, nice mellow drink then. Yep. He, uh, he tells you it's cowslip wine. What is that? It's a type of flower. How was it? 
you, you enjoyed it. Okay, so that's what the resilience? Well, and, and you had an advantage, so uh, it agreed with you. That was lovely. Thank you. Is it common to drink all in one drink? Is that the custom to drink everything? Oh, no. You can feel free to, to sip and enjoy these beverages in any way that you want. Ah. Uh, and then he asks, first time in town? Believe it or not, yes. Been traveling around a little bit. <laughs> we had to hit the other town over and so rebellion there. We're spreading a lot of dissension <laughs> in the kingdom. It's kind of our own little plot. <laughs> don't worry, you don't judge. So what do you actually say? Yeah, believe it or not, yes. This is our first time in uh, South Tower proper. I like how it's like, not the non-proper. Yeah, so this is our first well, time. Well, you know, we visited the Gumberdock Estate. Uh, it's a very nice place. Uh, we've had a... Uh, we had a friend who was... Well, he was from here. He was here recently. Sorry, do we know this fellow is Alric or not? I believe at this point you know his name is Alric because when you make lodgings and stuff like that and he's pouring a drink to say, like, to new friends, he certainly would have introduced okay. himself. Okay. Okay. And this okay. this is the parting glass, right? Let's make sure we're at the right yeah. Parting glass. Yes. This is Alric. Yes. Uh, we ran into a fellow, curious fellow, uh, by the name of Ketchin in the hills recently. He's a decent enough fellow. He mentioned you were a friend of his, shall we say. So, I don't know if you wanted to leave a message. Oh, yeah. We, we got so his said, message. Well received. He can keep the donuts. He said you would be a good person to leave a message with for him. Ah. We are curious if he's been through in the last month. No, it's been three or four months since I last saw him. But if you need to get a message to him, my uncle will be in this evening, and he's the one who describes them. I mean, that sounds good. We can be here. So is it not common for people to be able to write? Is that the thing? Or When he says scribes them, is that because it would be uncommon for, like, do we know how to write? I can draw on a map. I must know how to write because I make notes. Among the elves, you know how to write. Ah. So okay, if this so is the... a question you want to ask him, you are perfectly within your rights to ask in-game. Right, okay, so it wasn't. it's not something that I would already know. Oh, and Conchin wrote a message. Kachin did write a lengthy letter to you. Let me think about what Hepa... Maybe she would say, would it be all right if I just wrote the message? Or does it... I don't think she knows exactly what the okay. procedure... You know what? Maybe she says, I don't know what the protocol is. So he says, if you know how to write, you could try. But my understanding is it's pretty tricky to write small enough. But my uncle could give you a... I think we understand. We'll wait and see what you... I hope it's mice. No. We'll wait and see what <laughs> I'm sure it's weird. I guess I wasn't realizing just how, like, it's not a super important message, but I don't know if this says any of that. No, we, the, then, um, here's the book I want to write. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll wait for your uncle. That would be um, wonderful. Thank you. And and he says, uh, whatever message you have, my uncle will keep in strictest confidence. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I meant no offense. By the way, if you can send us that necromancer staff, we'll... <laughs> Well, actually, Hepa wasn't really going to put anything in there like that, but... It was all going to be donuts, donuts, donuts. Dear Ketchin, raise any good zombies lately? LOL. <laughs> I think what she said, I wasn't aware of the size constraints. Oh, well, it has to be able to fit into a very, very small piece of paper so that the falcon can carry it. Is bird messaging a common thing, too, in the elf? This is not something you're familiar with. So a falcon is going to carry the message? 
This is another good like tidbit trick's gonna like hold birds carrying words. The bird is the word. The bird is the word. <laughs> Basically I'm just look always on the lookout for what kinds of things are gonna catch her interest. Now she's curious about this. Yeah. He tells you that he has a bunch of falcons and uh, that they can carry messages. And they're trained to how far can they fly? As far as they need to. Adder knows Cashin, so she'll be able to find him. Oh, 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 the, the, the bird that is, is the bird's name. Like, she was like, who's that? Oh, okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I mean, if he doesn't seem like he wants to talk, she'll stop. He, but... This is now mid-afternoon, so there's not, like, a ton of clients in here and stuff, and he's perfectly friendly and sociable. He's a barkeeper, so he's willing to talk right. to people. So your falcons can find people? Yes. They're quite intelligent animals. Do you train them for fledglings? Uh, he tells you these falcons have been in his family for generations. The same falcon? <laughs> no. Or like they've been raising these falcons? Well, the humans, sh- humans don't live very long. <laughs> I think birds live even less long. Generations <laughs> of these falcons have been in generations of his family. <laughs> Interesting. That is so fascinating. I hope you don't mind us asking about these. He comes out from behind the, the bar and he opens the door to the shop and... Uh, he makes a calling sound. He's going to show. Uh, and he puts out his, his arm that oh, has the, the leather guard on it. Uh-huh. There's a flapping, and then a falcon lands on his leather guard arm, and he brings her into the bar, and he says, this is Adarin. And he says, Adarin, this is Trickmire, Tavalonia. And he, like, brings the bird close to each of you, and he, like, does the introduction, kind of, and the bird just, like... Now it knows, oh god, now it knows who we are. It looks at you very closely. <laughs> Apollonia's like, it's a pleasure to meet you. And now Adarin can find us. If she needs to. That's impressive. That's a gorgeous bird, too. What does she eat? I mean, Hepa can ask, ask questions like these things. And his answers are going to be things that don't surprise you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bird of prey. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we know about, like, falcons and things like that. Yeah, and and he's like, there's just, there's plenty of rats in the city, like, you know, there's plenty of things for it to eat. Plus, she'll, you know, she'll fly further afield. and That would be smarter than using a bird that wasn't a bird of prey, because what if you lost them to a bird of prey? Uh, yes, he says she certainly knows how to defend herself. Hmm. Does Adarin herself have, like, scars of any kind? Just like a perception or just like a survival check to uh, You can take a survival check to assess this animal. Average? Uh, it's going to be a black dye, as you do this from afar, and it's only one purple. Is it a medicine check? Is that what you're making? More or less. One success, one advantage. There's no sort of battle scars. Right. I didn't, I didn't think this bird was that old. It's just that it might have one time or another encountered dangerous things. If, but, if okay. it has, it came out on top in such fights. That is impressive. Okay. That's interesting. Where it comes with well, I'll just think how to keep our message shorter. Dear K. Uncle Donald is very skilled at, at fine writing, so he will be able to fit a message worthy of Adderin's time. Don't don't be concerned about that. But if you yourself wish to scribe it, then then maybe you will have more space constraints. Oh. How about old does he pop? Like, is he of the same generation as Xerxes, or is this person clearly younger? Because they refer to their uncle, so then... If their mm-hmm. uncle is still alive, that makes me think that must be a younger person. 
this person you are talking to is not as old as Cersei's. This person is probably somewhere around Connie Marvin-ish age. Okay, so considerably younger. Okay. So, so somewhere in his twenties. Somewhere casually. I ask him if does he know Maeve at all? You you ask him if he knows Maeve. Yes. And you is say, that not a you say it casually that way? Yeah. He says that he doesn't know her very well. That his his uncle Dammel and and his mother fled across the River Weldon. They weren't part of the group that joined Gwedry's forces. And he says that he was born after that time. He doesn't think that his uncle keeps in touch with Maeve, that she's risen quite a bit in standing. They would have known each other back in Hessenham, but, but they've since traveled very different paths on this earth. Right. They're on different sides of the river in many ways. Yes. And he is going to... What is your cool, sir? My cool is it red and two purples. I feel like you might you might get a blue on, on this just because this is a particular point for a trick. Yeah. So he's making a perception check. He is yep. not succeeding his perception check here. And so he's not drawing any conclusions here. Right. However... Isn't your last name the same as hers? Yeah. Or the, it might be that the uh, Manu is... Right, right. No one has brought that up or that I'm the only darker-skinned elf. People have been really chill about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're using your full name, but when I refer to you, I always do, because I thought that was your whole name. I didn't realize it's the last name or whatever. I mean, so maybe he has another blue dye, in fact. Or if you just want to flip Or maybe he thinks your name is Trick Manu. No, no, no. What he says is, well, what about you? What became of your family? I take off my headband. I have, like, pointy, not as pointy as Hepa's ears, but pretty pointy. Mm-hmm. The only family I knew, I was raised with in the forest. Just my dad and me. So I think Trick will, like, indicate to Ulrich that it's like, uh, so I'm kind of on the, the lookout. I think uh, the person I'm looking for is Maeve, but oh. you can't be sure. But that was essentially before both our times. <laughs> yes. Well, other than Cersei's and my uncle, Thamal, there aren't any other the other men around here. Really? You, well, uh, and Maeve. Kind of dispersed. Or split people up pretty far. And not that many who joined the army made it back in the end. Right. So yes. if it turns out Maeve is not who you're looking for, Michael might have some contacts further west that we can ask around. I, uh, I appreciate that. My birds can fly pretty far. Those are really impressive birds. I'd be able to look out for a bird like that. What is the Manu? It's our clan. It's a clan? Oh my god, I'm a horse lord. Well, or it, it was the clan before they got lost in the Great Storm, after which the survivors settled on the edge of your forest. Again, before my time. So you're a trick of the Manu? Just trick Manu for short. Oh, that's for short? Say of the, it sounds so pretentious. That's not pretentious. But we are. Is it pretentious when you say you're of the Esperin Forest? I say I'm from the Esperin Forest. I only say I'm of the forest. Do you say that? Um, Trick Manu, emissary from the Esperin Forest. Okay, well, when you say emissary like that... Okay. That sounds a little pretentious. But did your... Did Nasir name you Trick Manu? Or are you Trick of the Manu? I don't know. Or is it all one word? Trick Manu. It's, It's definitely two words. Oh. And at this point, now finally, Hepa has unlocked the ability to refer to him as Trick 
if she wants to. <laughs> I guess we do give each other like short names, like you know, Lala the, and Hepa. Yeah, so maybe finally you're, you've reached a comfort level with Trick, but the, you don't have to call him by his full name anymore. I guess she could have called him Trick. But he was kind of a stranger-ish. You know, you guys were re- relatives, but you didn't know him very well when we started out. Or Trey. <laughs> she could just shorten it even further. Have I been saying your name wrong this whole time? No, you've just been saying my both my names. Oh. It, it's totally fine. That doesn't... That it, in no way bothers me, and I find it slightly endearing that you're a formal like that. As we're having this, like, familial conversation. Yeah, Hepa's trying to... Well, thank you. Thank you, Trick Menu. Dude, how did you go by? Alric. I generally go by Alric, as nobody around here is, is from a clan. But you are Alric of the Manu. I am, for as much as the Manu remain a thing, although my father was not. Well, I don't know what your client is, but <laughs> I'm kidding. Didn't think I'd be having lunch today with two cousins. Ah, <laughs> uh, Cersei's is more like an uncle. Look, it's a cousin kinsman. Oh, I thought you meant me. You're also kin? But Cersei's was also of the Manu. Presumably, yes. So three cousins. Well, yes, but not all at the same time. Very well. Also, he's older, so he's, you know, he's he's like Uncle Thran. Or... How old is he? I don't know. Cersei's age, probably sixties-ish. He's pretty fit. He seems very healthy. Yeah, I think we've taken up enough of this poor man's time. Mm-hmm. Well, the dinner crowd will be coming in soon. If you want to go get settled, uh, he snags a a key. Sorry, Since you are you room. are getting the private room, so he he gives you the key instructions on where to find the door up the stairs. Your room is on the the top floor of what is a three story building. Fancy. The eaves are above that, um, but the birds shouldn't make too much noise. Like six a.m. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, we also keep cockatoos here. <laughs> Not good for anything except being an alarm in the morning. So you can go get settled in, and um, and then places a bit more um, lively at dinner and, and after. And uh, Michael will be in at that point. So okay. Thank you for joining us for lunch. I'll work of the menu. Welcome to Soft Tower. So if you would like to stop there, you can have some time to craft your message. Then we will pick up next time. So if I don't have a really awesome message, yeah. what have I been doing with my time? <laughs> Experience. I will give you 15 XP for harassing one NPC, being harassed by another NPC, and then actually making some progress in furthering Trick's goals. Interesting. <laughs> the whole thing with Xerxes? I mean, yes. GM Jennifer here. This episode brings our characters to the parting glass for the first time. Although our campaign ranges all over West Noth and the lands around it, this inn serves as one of the anchor points. It is the setting of our campaign art piece by Del Borovic, in which you can see both Alric and his falcon Adarin. The name of this tavern comes from the traditional Scottish song, The Parting Glass. I particularly like the version performed by the Longest Johns featuring Natalie Holmes. A link for it's in the show notes. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, 
set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience. <laughs>